Gaming on the Frontier. And this is Trav. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of pushing worlds around, emptying oceans, of you know, and getting everybody in the entire world to come to your concert. Do you want paper or plastic with that delivery? Do you want fries with that? Uh, no, I, paper or plastic is a good thing. Because we're talking, because this, this week we are talking about Fringeworthy, and we are talking about the big system. Now, this isn't just for Fringeworthy. This is if your game has any kind of a god tech level uh, wish machine that basically can give you anything you want, whenever you want it, as much as you want. I mean, and, and not just you, but everybody everywhere. So, uh, uh, so we're talking about what we refer to, <coughs> excuse me, in um, in Fringeworthy as the big system. But yeah, um, and we did mention about earlier, I think, about uh, dropping a moon to a different orbit with attendant changes in orbital velocity and direction so smoothly that no one inside would notice. Yeah, if you're going to move an entire planet from one world to another intact with atmosphere and whatever natural satellites and artificial satellites if need be, you're going to need to move that entire thing where it's one universe to another, the same position is in the sun as far as where the sun is hitting the world, axial tilt has to be kept the same, the atmosphere cannot be compromised, all the satellites have to be in the same rotation, the same spot. Yeah, because, yeah, we just saved this planet and the tides just flooded the entire coast of North America. All right, who who moved the decimal point? You know, you're going to have to have that if you're moving worlds from one universe to another to keep everything intact so you don't get rid of one problem and cause another. And just... Well, not dropping a moon to a different orbit with attendant changes, I would think you would want it. Yeah, it. I would think where you would want it where the inhabitants don't even know anything's happened. Well, it may be, or maybe you want it in a new location. Maybe it'd be better in a new location. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, maybe you're going to, uh, like Earth, maybe you just, you know, we're going to add like a dozen new mini-moons that are only, you know, like uh, 100, you know, a uh, thousand miles away, rather than two hundred fifty thousand miles away. I yeah, mean, and and again, you know, and again, a range point. Put a put a moon. Oh, because I know there's five of them. Atmosphere yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, the whole thing is, it's like, I I could see only one type of culture that would want more moons or Earth, a world of surfers. Do you imagine the curls you could do if you had five moons? Oh, right, right. <laughs> Just be like, well, we we do have this is surfing world here. Could you add a couple extra moons? We want to get that one, you know, really good curl at Kilauea. Yeah, yeah, you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you know, the ocean looks like you know a series of rises and falls and rises and falls, and some somewhere in there, there's gonna there's gonna there's gonna be the perfect storm, and you're gonna. And suddenly you're going to get... Where you have that one wave where you are vertical. Yeah, I saw yeah. that clip. That I was like, no, I'm not watching that movie. No. And then what do I watch? The one tsunami movie with a very young Tom Holland and Ewan McGregor. Where I'm going, and we're back to the vertical water again. Okay, we're changing this. Yeah. Um, and I think they would do, because the big system would have that type of, it has the experience of a million, million worlds. It would know, okay, if we do this to this world, because it has the same characteristics as this other one, yeah, we have to do A, B, C, D, and E because if not, things will and we'll end up with you know 
oceanfront property in Nebraska. Right. So we will have need for a Navy. But yeah. with the big system, if something like that happened where there was suddenly a disjunction in the ocean and a 300-foot-tall wave comes heading for the coast, all of a sudden it comes up over the coast to get some towering and boom, it's gone. Someone just took a million tons of water somewhere else. Maybe they took it and just dropped it back in the ocean. Maybe they took it to another world where they need an ocean. Yeah, who desert knows? world. Yeah, desert world. Not yeah. anymore. It's now mud world. Yeah. But that's all part of that pre-planning <laughs> yeah. I was talking yeah. about where they say, if this should happen, what do we want to happen? Okay, what are, what are our alternatives? Let's line them up, you know, so you know, and, and do a triage so that, you know, because, I mean, some people would like to have less water on this world. Some people would like, hey, let's, uh, you know, let, let's, let's re, you know, you know, let's fill in the bottom of the ocean, you know, and take some of the water. And Or no, what, what's that one thing they were doing in Next Gen, making Atlantis, where they basically wanted to bring up a new continent in the middle of the Atlantic. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and the big system would be able to deliver, you know, uh, more rock underneath somehow. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because uh, I know, for example, that there are vast areas of of with uh, of lakes of water underneath the crust of the planet, um, which was like the premise for a couple of science fiction stories. It, it exists. It, they're real. Okay. They're, yeah. They're basically. You know, and whether they're they're just big, huge subterranean oceans, or whether they're like you know oil-bearing rock, where you know under pressure it squeezes out, uh, I'm not sure. But the point is, is that they, you know, if you have a space, you could, you know, put stuff in it and cause pressure, things to rise, whatever. Or you could just build on top of what's already there. I mean, if you're assuming that, because as far as I know, at the except for a couple areas. Uh, where there's like you know volcanism and, and animals can live there, the very bottom of the ocean is just covered with like uh, mineral nodules, but otherwise it's dead. You know, there's nothing. It's too cold, too dark. You know, there's nothing yeah. living down there. They live in the ocean. You know, above it. I could be wrong. I was just saying. But if you wanted to build an entire continent like that, you could, uh, and the big system would be the way to do it. Or, or you would have some of those big Tamellar machines that the big system would deliver to the planet yeah. and, the, and they would go and do their thing without the big system doing, you know, huge things. Ah, uh, the, yeah, the ones that the orange keys manipulate. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, now, you know, I, I in my notes, I, I gave a reference to Superman. Okay. And the reason I, I did that is, is that the reason that Superman is the paragon that he is isn't that he's so powerful is that he has absolute precision okay? yeah we never were i mean superman could pick up a building or he could pick up an egg and he doesn't yeah. break either of them when he does it there's never going to be this this gwen uh stacy situation in superman where someone's falling out of the sky superman grabs them and snaps their neck the way Spider-Man did using his webbing to stop Gwen Stacy yeah. and snapped her yeah. neck. Okay, Superman is completely trustworthy. No matter how, even though we know he could punch his way through a mountain, if he reaches over and touches us or even pushes us, we know he's not going to like blow a hand through us. Not like well, they, it's, they're, it, they're doing it's in like, that show, The Boys. Yeah, it's like um, the scene with a uh, in BVS where. He just barely touches Batman and, you know, Batfleck and the armor goes flying back 40 feet. And it's like, stay down. If I wanted to, I'd have killed you already. Yeah. Right. Superman yeah. has that level of control. And and the big system has to have that level of control or it can't be trusted. Yeah. It would just, it's like, and you would get, you know, it's the whole thing about AIs like, well, yeah, we have an AI program for pest control. And then it's that whole that sci-fi trope where, where the AI sees, you know, and then we bring in the whole thing with Matrix. Humans are a disease. You know, the whole, oh, well, pest control. Well, humans are using most resources at anything, and they're doing this, that, and the other. Get rid of the humans. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. Right. We end up with the whole Bender syndrome. 
Oh. Right. But you're also going to need, you know, I mean, in any kind of real commonwealth, there's there's going to have to be, a, you know, a planning toward, you know, a sustainable ecology, whatever. So the human beings aren't a virus destroying the system. They're they're an integral integral part of the system that is, is, is accepted and welcomed. You would have to have the system, like the ecology, like um, Avatar, the planet, Pandora, yeah. where, and you see that, the Na'vi are symbiotic with the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to do just us baseline humans, we can't plug our tail into an animal and fly with it, or plug our tail into a tree and, you know, gain nutrients from it. So the big system and the Commonwealth would have to have other methods to make sure that, and it would just be computation. Okay, we know that this planet with its current growth ratio and the climate, and you take in all the other factors, it can support, oh, 8 billion people. Fine, that's where you start taking a lottery and saying, we will move you to an Earth exactly the same as this one. It's just we won't have 15 billion people here. Which seven billion of you are going to go? We will take you there. Right. We have it all set up. Your your cities are exactly the same as this one. It's just you won't have fifteen billion people here. Right, and and that's what I was talking about. Just dropping a duplicate planet into orbit. Yeah. Whether yeah. you whether you do it, you know, on the other side of the sun, so that you know it, uh, you know, it's it's the same distance and, and it doesn't mess up the yeah yeah the, yeah the orbitals of the other planets or whether you drop four of them or mo- whatever multiple two you want to so everything stays so more... i can see i i can see these five earths all orbiting around the sun you know dancing around like it's the damn teddy bear picnic you know yeah right uh, yeah, from, yeah yeah you know, i'm from new earth you know <laughs> you know i'm from just, earth too our, our is earth is new. better yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally it's all been yeah, you know, created right, right. from the atom up to uh, be exactly like this Earth, except, you know, uh, without all the, you know, and that's where it comes down to, with, but without what? You know, it's, yeah. it's all, without all the nuclear waste, yeah. without the trash dumps, without whatever, yeah. you know, is it's because really, if you had a chance to duplicate the Earth, you really wouldn't do it exactly the same. Well, no, you would want, okay, all of the Earth, none of the bad stuff. So it's yeah. like, yeah, or no maybe pollution. Or more stuff like dinosaurs, because, hey, the big system, there's lots of planets out there with dinosaurs. We can, we can you know, Australia sounds like a great place to put, like, dinosaur t- Okay, Bruce, you know there's been like seven movies where bringing dinosaurs back is not a good idea. I know, it's always bad, but there's always people who want to do it, too. Yes. It's like saying, we need to new earth. Oh, dinosaurs, put dinosaurs on it. And these people need to sit down and watch that franchise. (laughs) Yes. He says, you only knew that you could, not whether you should. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're making a new earth. Okay, Slard Bartifast, you need to settle the heck down. Yeah. (laughs) But I, but I have like a million glaciers ready to go. <laughs> Fine, we'll build, we'll throw a big party. We have plenty of ice. Sit down and shut up. Yeah, you yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, definitely lots of ice. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, anyways, like I said, is that you know, uh, I, I imagine that the majority of the big system would all be automated, or it would be one of those like smart systems where, uh, I mean, it's all smart system, but where like. When things happen, it's already been pre-programmed, pre-thought out. We're talking, you know, you have a million, million worlds. You also Massive mi- probability generator, right. and it would just say, oh, this particular run, fine. Yeah. Enact this protocol because it happened on this Earth 1,500 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. You also have a yeah. million, million, you know, uh, histories to, <clears throat> yep. to basically analyze and say, when this happened, this worked. When this happened, this didn't work, so we don't want and to do it and, that way. And they would have the protocols, okay, remove this one variable, and it would get to see the multitude of new probabilities that would kick out because, oh, okay, well, yeah, this world had an earthquake along the San Andreas Fault. Okay, this world didn't have a San Andreas Fault. If we just get rid of that fault or move the 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 area where the two plates rub against each other inland more or out to sea 
okay, how would they do this? And uh, we've already said that Termellon can terraform. We already know this. Well, they might, they, as, you, as you mentioned, they might be creating a world for the purpose of testing some of these theories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that they would, and if they don't create worlds and, oh, look, here's a world devoid of life. We can put life on it and test to see how these principles would work out. Right. Yeah. So you know, there, there would be some worlds that basically were tested to destruction. It'd, it'd be like, you know, a cataclysm world. Yeah. They were just trying out various things. So you've got this city that's in ruins. Tsunami world and Tsunami earthquake world. world. And, you, you, and, you, and uh, the question is, is that are they still collecting information from this world? Is every, does every five years, you know, do they rebuild the city and then they hit it with another tsunami and say, oh, let's see how we do it this time. You know, it, it, we change the, the 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 shape of the city. Can it can it actually divide the tsunami and have it go around it? You know, how how tall can a building be and still survive a tsunami? Yeah, all yeah. those various factors they will put in each and every time, and that they could make you know everything change from the wind direction to the depth of the ocean, and yeah, right. they would just. Yeah, go nuts with it. Yeah, and this is why you know when we we talk about you know some of the things you know that happened on the fringe pass, especially some of the uh, pocket stops. Okay, this is why you know we talk about how the reason this happened was because somebody got their funding. You know, okay, I again I and I noticed this maybe a couple years ago. I'd say permission funding again, and this might just be me nitpicking. It, it is a nitpick, but I mean, you're right. I mean, when you know, they, they didn't offer. They, they in, didn't a, offer in a post scarcity society, you're not going to have funding. Yeah. Right, they're not going to have funding, <laughs> but there's still going to be resources that you need. To yeah, get your yeah, hands yeah. On. So the question. Permission. Is, yeah. I think permission would be a better word. Yeah. Well, just... you know, it's like okay, you know, we're we're going to give you. I mean, there, there's not an infinite. You know, e even the biggest system cannot handle infinite requirements. Right. Okay. So. I mean, it could be like, well, it's going to take us 50 years to set this up. But when you're immortal, that's not such a big deal. Yeah, that's okay. a drop in the bucket. It's like, okay, we need to be able to terraform this world, and we're going to add a new continent. Well, okay, we still need to bring in mass from another world. Well, it's going to take time to ship that, ship that bedrock from this atmosphereless Earth, and we'll just bring it through the big system. And, hey, look, you know, we now have the bedrock and we can put this new continent here to find out how it'll work. We just have to mine this other planet 90 nodes down to bring it through the big system. Right. And you it's got, still and a requisition. New, and once you yeah. put that new continent on that new world, you got to give a little bit of time for the world to react to it. Well, yeah, because you're going to have all of the things like, yeah, okay, you have this new continent. It's going to change weather patterns. Any of the flora and fauna are going to change weather patterns because you're going to have new carbon, ox carbon dioxide and oxygen exchanging with the new plant life. That'll affect the weather. Right. Uh, new, the jet stream new, is going to be changed. Yeah. Right. Tectonic. Continent, yeah. The weight of that new continent is going to change how, you know, the, the, the mantle folds and unfolds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things like that. Tectonics. That was the word I was looking yeah. for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, believe me, you drop a new continent onto a world, the tectonics are going to change. Yeah, they're going to look at you and go, ow, get that off me. Yeah. Or, hey, you just gave me the energy I've always needed in order to do something really amazing. Yeah. You know, amazing now, now for quakes who? quakes are yeah. super quakes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the Tremellon goes, oh, and we locked this world down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're not doing this again. Yeah. yeah. But, um... It'll settle so, itself down in a couple of million years. Eons, yeah, we're good, yeah. Because <sighs> after all, I mean, we're 75 million years away from the Jurassic period, so, you know, we had a, we had a, a big hit to our, our, our uh, tectonic plates back then, and it's I, I don't think it's, as far as I know, it's not still ringing through our system. So eventually it does settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only took 75 million years, yeah. All right. So, anyways, um, let's see here. And one of the questions I asked down here was, okay, now the big system is not operating. So, 
what about whatever it took to power this system? Are is is are the generators still running somewhere with no load? Uh, are they somehow stacking up power for eons? Uh, you know, a, a hundred a thousand years on to hundred thousand years. You know, can that power be tapped into? Is that you know, is, is what do you? I mean, it's, it's a real big hmm. you know ballpark question, which is is that because I know that even if they they never turned on the big system because they're always going to be afraid that the Meller are going to use it to destroy us all. If there was in fact a power source for the big system that could be used locally, they might want to do that so that everybody basically has broadcast power throughout the new continent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Tesla thing. Yeah. Um, I would think that to have all that power without a big system for that to tap into that power and use, you would either have to have the power filtered into the fringe system or shut down the power source entirely. Because if the Meller can make something like a logic bomb, although it failed miserably and just locked down more worlds and caused more problem portals, you you still wouldn't want them to tap into that power source because a Meller could build something. They know of the big system. You would have to totally... They use the big system. Yeah, they did, and so when they shut down the big system, I think you would have to get rid of the power source, too, so the Meller don't build something that can tap into that untapped, now untapped power source. I think they would have had to shut it all down, power source and big system. Because you don't want somebody accidentally, you know, with Commonwealth technology, i.e. a mutant Mellor, yes, I have this this bomb that will blow up the fringe pads. Oh, look, we have this big battery here that ran the big system plug no <laughs> i think they would have had to shut down the big system or just remove it so far from and of course it could be anything it could be powered by the hydrogen atoms of every universe you would just have to remove the connection to those energy those hydrogen atoms because just you don't want those mutant meller to access it you shut down the big system for a reason I would think the power system as well would just have to be, okay, we're done. Because remember, down the line, they didn't bring back the big system. They brought in the whole fringe trucking thing. Yeah, you know? in the last, yeah. in the last uh, supplement Portal. Richard yeah. produced, he yeah. didn't bring the big system online. He just changed the, he just made the, as you said, the fringe paths a bigger system. Yeah. But yeah, I... I would think if whatever power source would have been left behind, they would have either cut off total access or just shut it down altogether to not have someone still be able to tap into that and do massive damage. Because if it could power a big system like that, yeah, whole nodes could be destroyed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would think they would just have to, nope, all of it's gone. Power system, locomotion, heuristics, all of it just... Pull the big lever and just done. Do you think it's dismantled? Do you think it basically is said we don't want there ever to be a chance that the Meller can can use this at all and just have it dismantle itself? I would think that they just remove it so far from access that it would take engineer control. It would it would have to be a Termellor engineer who and and even then and and I, I, I because I, I have it as, as an NPC at Termellor and Engineer in my soon to excuse me, soon to wrap up Thursday game. And I have given the hint that okay, there's certain things that you've seen me do. Makes me a god in your eyes. And of course I'm playing it up. Yes, I know. I don't have a ring on, but if I did, you would kiss it. But there are certain things I can never show you. And accessing the big system and or its power source would be one of them. Just because it's like I, we can't have non-engineers know about things like this because you can be compromised by a mutant Melor. And therefore you would know and they would know how to hack back in and cause destruction on a multiversal scale with that power source. So yeah, I think the only people who would have access to the big system and its power source or power sources 
would be the Termellern engineers that are out fixing the pads. And they, they probably won't bring the big, and they didn't, as I said, they changed the fringe paths to the fringe runner system. But that power source, I'm sure that power, they might've tapped in that power source to bring the fringe runner system online. They basically just reconfigured the fringe pads. Okay, it's now for this. Now we have all these these trucks and everything. And so, yeah, I would think that they would just disconnect that power source. If it's that big, it, it, it they probably just, as I said, tapped into like hydrogen ions or something. And, you know, so it's in every universe. Because, you know what they say, the two most abundant things in, in the universe are hydrogen and stupidity. So hydrogen <laughs> atoms are there. <laughs> I want to say Einstein said that, but I probably am probably uh, wrong. I don't know, but I knew what you were going to say as soon as you started. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know me that well, sir. Um, but yeah, I would think that only a Termellern engineer would have access to whatever power system might be left behind. And the circumstances in which they would even think of accessing that would have to be on a multiversal scale, i.e., this whole section of nodes is going to be destroyed in order for us to activate something that will shut down that destruction sequence. We need to tap into that system, i.e. the system that powered the big system. Bring it back online to activate this protocol, get everything straightened out, and then disconnect from that power source again. Moving it back to where it is beyond anybody's reach but ours. So yeah, it's just the power system. They, I, I would think they would have to have it on, but only engineers would have it. Yeah, just I just gave a very long-winded example on it, and just I, it would still has uses, is what I'm trying to say. Just mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I, I'm that's why I brought the question up. I mean, obviously, it could be very useful. You know, infinite power. You know, available to one person. You know. You, we we have comic books that are based on that idea. Yeah, that yeah. somebody has access to this dimension of power, and it just invigorates them. There was, uh, one, oh, I can't think of the name of it, but basically, um, it, it's he got infused with zero energy, and you know, like from the the foam of the universe, and so yeah, he, he always had infinite amount of energy. And his biggest problem was just figuring out how to control it, how to evoke it how you know and stuff like that so but uh essentially he couldn't be killed anymore because um or at all because it's his body was constantly being renewed kind of like godzilla you know the whole yeah. radio radio war concept that yeah that, uh, godzilla can't be destroyed because as you kill it as you cause damage to it it's it's producing more mass <laughs> from the radiation that's infused into its system so all right, so, um, and uh, another question that probably you would enjoy is, is that what uh, happens to the big system in a world where tech is not supported? Does it have its own playtex effect? Ah, uh, yes, that, oh, no. When I brought, because, you know, Fur's now in my games. She's, you know, been involved with Fringeworthy a little bit. And I brought up that concept. Oh, the 18-hour, and she just, really? Yeah. <laughs> And I said, yeah, no, that was just the name it came up. It works. And, I mean, obviously, the bra company hasn't come after us for anything. So, you know, we're still well, using women it. were thrilled when they came out with a, uh, uh, with, with a 18 hour bra support yeah. that they could be comfortable with for 18 hours. That was, cr that was like a crazy long period of time for a lot of women. So, okay, yeah, let's see. It was a very positive statement we were making. Yeah. Okay, what happens to the big system in a world where tech is not supported? What do you mean not supported? Well, first of all, it's biotech. So, I mean, it, it, it the, everything that, you know, the fringe paths, the big system was all grown. So, well, I don't, I mean, yeah, but I mean, the manifestation of the, of the big system, I mean, I don't, I don't, never really saw, saw it as actually being really in, in any of these. Well, I mean, I guess it could be. I mean, um, you know, that's the, that's the whole question. How does it? How is it? It means if you go to a universe where the big system was in operation, was the big system actually in that universe, or was it reaching across dimensions from some pocket universe where it was operating out of and doing stuff? And if it did, then if that that 
universe, that node, whatever, didn't support technology, you know, let's say, um, I mean, and there are realities that we've talked about where, like, you know, I mean, classical fantasy where, you know, just it just doesn't work. Electricity doesn't work. You know, uh, um, lightning works, but you can't get, like, electricity to flow along a wire, you know, or... Fire once it gets basically it's it's along the lines that gods say that we don't want it to work like that because we don't want right. technology to progress above and a certain there's difference yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah, that yeah. and just simply saying it it is forbidden in other words it does work but we we're just going to punish you if you use it yeah so, yeah so, so if you have the big system and it's going into a universe it's reaching in it's making an effect the universe does it still work or does that reality keep it from working? And I would think once it got, I okay. Let me try to. The big system, however it did it, hacked its way into that universe, and it was probably what was it that Link said in the the second Matrix movie? This is going to be the dirtiest hack ever. Um, but once they shut that big system down the powers that be in that universe probably said, okay, we don't want that back. We are going to redouble our efforts. It's not coming back. The people that did that, whatever entity pushed that and basically assaulted our laws that we set and basically gave the laws that we worked so hard. We slaved over a hot universe, you know, that type of, you know, histrionic fifties American housewife thing. Um, and they hacked our, they brute forced their way into our universe. It's gone now. I would think if it was some type of intelligence, i.e. a God that did it, they'd be like, no, it's not coming back. We're going to redouble, re-triple our efforts to make sure that if this thing comes back on, it's not getting in here. We will have, quote unquote, the bouncer at the door to make sure that something like this that has violated our laws and you know, forced its way in, ain't coming back in because it was not something we created. It was these hairy bear cat like mortals that decided to push its push their way in. No, if I were a god and I had my own universe, which there are people listening right now that know me, it's like, yeah, that's all we need. Travel with godlike power. Um <laughs> and most of them would be in my gaming group or people that I've known for, you know, ten years plus. Um, dementia radio, all of them. Um, yeah, the, if, if it was somebody that sculpted that universe to not allow stuff like that and the big universe still pushed its way in, oh, no. Yeah, they would make sure that never again. So, yeah, that big system being there. Um, Playtex effect. See, this would be a battle of odds then. You would have the creators of said universe... They make the rules and the big system comes in with this massive middle finger and goes, F you, we're still putting our footprint here to be able to access this universe. <clears throat> How could I put this again? Because we try to keep it PG-13 for the children. <clears throat> it would be a phallus size contest. Who can make the laws that can either preserve or pervert this universe's natural state of being? Yeah. Do, do you wrap a, a uh, you know, a, a different reality around the effect that you're trying to create so that it can happen or. Yeah, know? I would think I would think it well, because the whole thing, it's the big system, the Tremelern hacked their way. They, once they realized, OK, we're setting up the big system here on Faerun. We'll use that for that is a magically known world, okay? And you and I have both had experience running games in Fair Rune via Fringeworthy. Once again, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> because it's still, it, folks, it's still amazing. Yeah, can I have your notes on all that? Excuse me, what? You're going to do what? Yeah. Um, two and a half years later. <clears throat> um, yeah, so it would be the Termelern using biological computers to try to hack their way in and they would probably even try to find ways to do it okay now that we've learned how the natural laws work here yeah tweak these things on the big system accessing this type of universe and we're in 
Yeah, now, and I don't think that they would be doing that if the gods said no. I mean, they're not, you know, it, this would be by permission, but I could see where the Meller, you know, would say, hey, yeah, you said we couldn't do this? We're coming. We're going to do it, you know, regardless of what you want, because we have the power, the ability to do so, you know, because... Well, the the Mellor, I don't think, would have control over the big system. Remember, they couldn't even make a decent logic bomb to unlock well, they did the Jeopardy. That's how they destroyed a lot of worlds. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The okay, Mellor, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Shut yeah. it all down to keep them. Yeah, down. yeah, right. Yep. Okay. Here on page forty-six of French and the OGL. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Um, use the big system to launch world buster attacks against other full Commonwealth worlds, especially the Mellor home worlds. Yeah. So the Mellor. See, the Melor have maybe, I'd say, just a smidgen less knowledge of all path systems than the Termelorn engineers. So, yeah, that's why their logic bomb failed. They were good, but not Termelorn engineer level. Yeah, because, you know, when it, when it happened, when the war happened, you know, not everybody in the Commonwealth is a Termelorn, okay? I think that they, yeah. one of the reasons they shut it down was to also keep the Commonwealth from reacting to it and sending world buster attacks against Tamelor infested worlds, we, you know, because the 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 uh, Tamelors wanted to save these people, not destroy, not not destroy their children. So they're like, no, uh, here I'm coming. Look, you know, this entire world is infested with Melor. You know, they're the human beings that are on are either going to get chased in the Melor or going to get eaten within the next uh, two weeks. Let's just take it out. That way they can't spread. And the Tamelor would be like, well, you know, unfortunately, the big system doesn't seem to be operating. We're, we're really trying to fight some virus. Oh, oh we got some static. We got a little bit of static here on the interdimensional radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a, uh, we're losing not, bars you break here. It up, yeah. You break it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can really see that happening where they literally, you know, they, the, 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 the uh, you know, shut the system down regardless of what the rest of the Commonwealth wanted just because they didn't want it being used as a weapon on both sides. Yeah. And and we already know that Termeller stonewalled all sorts of investigations into about the Melor, and then it was the later Kigak, found out. Yeah, and the Kigak and everything else. Yeah, and, and they found out later that, okay, the guys that created the Commonwealth created both of these races that have torn us apart. Pack your stuff and hit the, hit the bricks. Get out of here. You're done. We'll take the Commonwealth over from here. You guys have done more harm than good. And just, yeah, the, I, I think in a world that the big system was not meant to be in, I would think they would do something to make sure it would come back. So I guess it would have its own Playtex effect, sort of, kind of. It may not be the Playtex effect we know, but it would have... Again, it's a it's a computer. It would have redundant systems. It would find a way to get back into the worlds that it once was in because that was part of its function. We need to access this world. Well, we've been shunted out somehow. Okay, well, we're going to find a new way to get back in. Change the laws governing the big system to allow it back in. And I think, again, it would be, well biological hacking, you know, for lack of a better term. Just, I, I think, yeah, it, it, to use your term, would it have it own, its own playtex effect? Yeah, it might be a different version of it, but yeah, it would have some way to make sure it can access the worlds that it was meant to access. Right. And of yeah. course, with a million, million worlds, there may be some worlds in which the gods are perfect. They have the same laws of physics, and the gods are perfectly fine with the the, the big system operating. Yeah, because they'd be like, "Oh, cute! These little bear cats may. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, let them in. What harm can they do?" <laughs> yeah. Well, but the, yeah. the point still is, is that they they would need to have the re, the development, the research, or whatever, to be able to say how do we operate something that's obviously super science in a anti-science environment. Yeah. So much like trying to keep people alive at the bottom of the ocean. There are ways of doing it, but... Yeah. Well, usually it would involve evolution or, you know, we're going to evolve to be able to adapt to this environment. Yeah, yeah. And the, the big system, I think, would... And, of course, you know, the Termelon could evolve something in a matter of hours. 
So, oh, we can't get it in this way. Okay, tweak again, tweak it, tweak this little genetic code here on the dimensional, you know, breaking the dimensional barrier, and we're in. Okay, yeah. That only took us tweaking this little bit of DNA in the portal mechanism, you know. Yeah, I, I would think that the Termellor and it would just be a matter of time. As I said, it would be a hack. It would still be the Termellor trying to hack into whatever laws govern that particular universe where, okay, certain types of technology or certain types of creatures that produce this effect, i.e. a living grown being that creates dimensional portals. Yeah. We only want magic to create dimensional portals. So yeah, the Termellard would have to, you know, put a little English on it to make it work. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, so yeah. I think uh, the final question here should be number the last one, number five. Is there anything that the big system doesn't transport? Is there anything verboten? Something that just absolutely, they said, no, no, never happening, not going to do it, you know, stuff like, you know, is, is there anything like that that they would do? That they would just simply say, no, we're not going to, you know, this, is, this ain't happening. Um, what do you think? And, and, well, and does the does the big system also include things like biofilters and toxin filters? Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to, hey, let's bring this disease from this node over to this one. No, I think that there would be biofilters like that installed in the big system because yeah, let's say we're yeah, we're gonna open up the uh the the you know this new node and bring it into the Commonwealth and you find out everybody is a carrier for this disease. That, yeah, they're fine. They they carry it. It's part of their biology. But when it gets transmitted elsewhere, pandemic level, you know. So, yeah, I would think they would be biofilters involved in the big system, if only to allow diseases that form on various nodes do not travel. Right. Because they don't need the multiversal of, pandemic. We know that they're part of the, uh, the regular transit system. Yeah. Because if you have, for example, uh, as part of the fauna in your digestive system, something that is necessary to di digest your food yes. and, uh, uh, or provide some nutrient or vitamin or something like that, and yeah. you go to a world in which that would be a huge um, virulent uh, you know, uh, microorganism, well, yeah. what, you know, what they do is, is that... Uh, uh, they basically make it unable to reproduce. They basically go in and they do something to his genome that keeps that from happening so that over time, you're going to uh, basically get sick. You know, sicker and sicker because it's, yeah. it's as, depending upon the lifespan of the microorganism, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and, and which is kind of like a biological playtex effect. You know, yeah. But, and uh, the... Because that's one method of doing it. The other method, of course, is to simply eliminate it. You know, hmm. uh, you go through, they says this is not a good microorganism for this world. But can you imagine how many millions of years it must have taken for them to build that body of knowledge to be able to do that? Again, the Termellern did everything via trial and error. That's it. They, they had the scientific method. And that takes, and of course, you know, when you are effectively immortal, you can run as many tests as you want because right. time is not but an they issue. But didn't have an infinite amount of time. They basically, the way we described it was, I think that uh, it's, it's been a total of 2 million years from start to finish. Yeah, because we had said that the fringe paths were only made 150, or what was it, 250 to just 100,000 years ago. Okay. In that range, we, we figured out, and we put in fringe with the OGL that, in that, what, 150,000-year period is when the full fringe system that we know was made. And during that time, they put the big system on top of that. Right. So, you know, they don't have an infinite amount of time, unless, of course, you're going to say that some of the worlds are time-accelerated. and maybe, Yeah. You know, they got a million years worth of research on some of those worlds. You know, Where, and they go back out of that world and only a hundred years have passed. Wow, yeah, we're keeping this one in the menu. Yeah. Yeah. So th there is that possibility. But, you know, is, we have to be careful about, you know, not creating 
the 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 situation say well you know when you you know a, a, if you had a million monkeys all hit, uh, typing on a million typewriters typewriters you get the works of Shakespeare all, yeah yeah so yeah. because you know that that's a it, it's, it's an interesting thought but basically it, it's, it has no practicality yeah so, this is this would be where I'd make the joke oh come on a world where you live a year and only a day passes what kind of stupid idea oh wait a minute yeah um yeah. Uh, the whole thing, yeah, the gray goo. Yeah, I mean, this is something that basically takes over an entire planet. Yeah, that would be, well, they would just kick in that filter where, and I think the big system could differentiate, okay, we could send a anti-grav vehicle through, you can fly through to another world, okay, and, you know, be there like George Jetson, you know, you know. But no, gray goo, we know, on all the worlds I've developed gray goo, some of them got loose out of their magnetic bottle and wiped out that world. Fine. This stuff is a big no-no. This is on. This is the red flag generator here. It would block gray goo, but it would allow an anti-grav vehicle, again, like a Jetsons car, to come through the big system no problem. I would think the big system would be that big where it could pick and choose where, okay, we know these things we don't just don't want. If it comes up on a world, we don't want it through, whether it's biological or uh, hard tech. God, I was trying to find the right term. We can tell it's yeah. late. Um, but yeah, I would think the big system would be that particular as opposed to the fringe paths where they just had, okay, we're putting in these filters. Fringe were the only, batteries get drained, magnetics get suppressed, radioactives get taken down to the nearest non-radioactive isotope. Yeah, they were, uh, those filters were a lot more complete. They weren't as particular. Oh, we'll let this hard tech device through, but not the gray goo. No, they just shut down anything electronic. So, yeah, I think the, 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 the big system would have had a very particular set of parameters on what can and can't go through. If only for the safety of the Commonwealth citizens. Okay. Oh, we know that we know that this virus is is lethal to the human genome. Fine. We know that this type of device, if it's made on a certain world or by a certain race that visited visits the Earth of this node, and it gets through, we're going to have a problem because remember, gray goo could be invented by alien race that comes to that Earth that has the portals on it, yeah. and it gets through. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, well, this, but it's not the big system is doing it then. Well, no, I'm not saying. No, I'm saying the big system would shut it down because maybe million worlds. There could have been a world where off Earth aliens came and used gray goo to try to subjugate or destroy the human population, and so the big system be like, oh yeah, remember that one world where those aliens came and tried to attack Earth with the gray goo? Yeah, no, we locked that out. That does not get on into our system it can stay in that node on that earth yeah okay um i can imagine that there might be again this comes down to like how powerful is the big system because it's real easy to talk about you know a system that's transporting a billion bottles of coca-cola simultaneously to you know other places you know uh, in the universe but what if it has the ability to transport, let's say, something the size of a galaxy. Okay, is there is there some structures, megastructures, that are just so large that any movement of them from one universe to another is going to always have a deleterious effect? I would think, yeah, if you take a galaxy and move it from one universe to another, that sudden disappearance of that big of a mass would have the ripple effect would be yeah because you know because, in our universe we have that problem okay uh andromeda is on its way to collide with the milky way yeah it's gonna in, happen i mean in like know, millions of years yeah but yeah but you know yeah it's uh, you know if, if it if we do not ever figure out faster than light travel or 
you know, something. I mean, let's say we we manage to create immortality by not fashion like travel. You know, we're still going to be around watching the star get you know the stars get brighter and brighter, more and more yeah. stars in the sky, and then really bad things are going to happen because you yeah. have two massive black massive holes gravitational that are going to yeah. start doing some really bad things. Um, yeah, and they said for most people, you know, they're never going to notice anything because you know they'll just the stars will pass by each other and there might be some permutations, but we'll probably not notice. But in the long term, okay, eventually those those uh, those two galaxies are going to tear each other apart. Well, yeah, and the and, and a lot of it's going to get eaten by those massive black holes in the center. So yeah, if you could just Take away one of those galaxies, okay? Assuming there's no life in it, you know that would, uh, and then just what drop it in? You know, maybe in the far future, you know, we've talked about that also. Uh, uh, I don't, well, not actually, we never have talked about that. Um, supposedly, <coughs> there's some stuff on YouTube that's really kind of cool about the. It's called the 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 death of starlight, and it talks about how after you know trillions and quadrillions of years. You know, um, all this could be left are massive black holes, which are then finally going to like, uh, due to the fact of what they are, they will eat, lose all their mass, and there'll just be nothing at the end of time but just noise, just heat, just you know, heat in the in the, in the galaxy, and you know, and that's that's going to be the end. Well, okay, so if after all the galaxies have disappeared and stuff like that, you have a couple of black holes and they've resolved themselves. And now you have these massive distances between all these black holes in the universe. You could theoretically plop a, a, uh, uh, a, an errant galaxy, an errant galaxy in the middle of it. And it could just hap happily just be sitting there doing it, moving in whatever direction the big yeah. system decide to send it. Uh, because uh, there's nothing for it to hit. It, it, they're all too far away. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, you know, because I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe they could take it in. The big system could take the entire galaxy and jack it back a couple of, you know, trillion light years and say, okay, fine. Now you can come. You know, we'll catch you in another ten million years when you get close again. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's, I'm just saying is that, you know, I just wonder, you know, outside of the possibility it's just too big for any system to handle, too many too many things, too many juggling, too many plates at one time, you know, it, would there would that be something that they would just absolutely say, we just can't even conceive, you know, of the ramifications of moving one galaxy from its place in the universe to another location. Maybe we just don't do that. I just wonder. I would I would think they could, but they realize the per, the the ramifications of removing an, an entire galaxy and all of its mass out of space. And again, it's like you know I don't how know they, they say. would realize what it would. I think they'd realize that that's a pro, they they know what they don't know. <laughs> okay. I would well, again, they were godlike. Yeah. To well. anyone else, it would be gods, but the Termellerns still made mistakes. I would think that would be either in the realm of we don't know if we could do that, or if we did it, it would still cause if we move this galaxy and put it in another universe to avert something in this universe, in universe A, if we take that galaxy out and put it in universe B to make it safe, removing all of that mass, stars, planets, nebulas, black holes, other stellar and interstellar matter. Again, it's the whole thing. Whenever you teleport, it's that whoosh pop, you know, the air rushing in to meet. You would still have matter all of a sudden, whatever interstellar, intergalactic matter would still suck into that point that's now empty. That could cause all sorts of stellar, interstellar, galactic drift issues and just yeah, that would be a, that that Stephen Hawking level stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just surmising that removing a galaxy from a universe and putting it into another would not be a good thing. Yeah, well, this is there's actually a story where they do this. Okay, Skylark of Space, E. E. Doc Smith wrote it okay. back in 1940s. 
Okay. Ah, Lens Lensman guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's yeah. The yeah. Lensman yeah. Lensman guy, but he also wrote another series called The Skylark of Space. Yes. And it had like four books. Um, and in the last book, um, he basically cribbed his evil uh, overlordish um, and, and you know amphibia uh, monsters. Okay, as the the great enemy of all humankind. And so they, the, there was an entire galaxy where they held sway, and they were they were basically had um, enslaved all the human population that uh, appears naturally on all the worlds. And so, our hero and a bunch of people who they said we don't know someday in the future they'll be able to understand how we do what we do, but for now we or they they call us witches, and. They basically got together in a group, you know, holding hands with these uh, things. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not being descri- I I don't remember actually. I think they were like these tubes or whatever. They energized all this, and they literally went out. They had three galaxies. Okay, the galaxy of the Adorians, you know, uh, or whatever they were called, because uh, Adorians were the name of the bad guys in the yeah. uh, in the Lensmasters. Um, they basically went in. And they grabbed the human world from each of the solar systems in the in the uh, amoeba galaxy, and they dropped it into the uh, host a uh, host galaxy. Okay. Okay. And uh, around you know around a, a, a sun at an appropriate distance and stuff like that, so that everything would be fine. You know, they might. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then they took the a sun from a donor galaxy and dropped it into the sun next to the Adorian, uh, the Adorian worlds and basically caused the sun to, to collapse into each other and explode. Oh, so by the time they were done, one of the galaxies was very, very dim. The other galaxy was a huge blaze of light. And then we had the third galaxy that everything was fine. And that's how they ended the story. Yeah. <laughs> that was just kind of like, okay, you have just, you know, you, you've taken, you know, basically, uh, you, you, you've taken genocide to a galactic level. Oh, yeah. No, no. You have perfected the art of just, yeah. And these are the heroes. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so it, it, It's the whole thing of, okay, what are you willing to do to preserve the lives of the people you love. How right. much are you willing to do? Yeah. And, and most of these I, people were just people they'd never even met. They just said, anybody who tries to enslave humans is bad. We're going to get rid of them. Yeah. And that's how they were going to get rid of them. So this is one of the reasons I brought up this question is, is there anything that the Tamara would say, no, you can't use the big system to do what I just, I just narrated. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think the Tamelarn, they tried to be as optimistic and ethical as possible. I would just think, okay, something that would cause that much destruction. No, we're not going to do it. We have the take, but again, that was the second part of the the client status. You rearm and you rebuild for a conflict, but don't. You have the ability to do all this. You just ethically choose not to. Again, like Wonder Woman said, technology without heart is useless. Yeah, you could sit there and wipe out whole galaxies with the technology you have, moving yes. one sun to another crashing a moon into a pl- into its planet to, to wipe out all life. Are we going to do it? No. We want to promote life. So, yeah, right. they, they would just have certain no-go zones. All right. Well, it's good right. to know. All yes. right. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, I bet you didn't think we were going to get to galactic destruction by the end of this podcast. But we did. Hey, so, we even managed to surprise ourselves sometimes, folks. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh so if you and if you're not considering these questions in your fringeworthy campaign, maybe you need to kick it up a level, right? <laughs> oh, I think galactic destruction is more than just one level, sir. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. the point yeah. is, is that you know our, you know we're, you know we're committed to bringing the awesome to your campaign. So oh yeah, if any of these, uh, hopefully some of these ideas are on a scale that's big enough. And by the way, we did very early on, we did a a a, a whole. Uh, podcast episode on how big is big. Yes. Dealing with these these size issues that we're just talking about. Please go check that out. Uh, And we will have more for you next week. But until then... This is Bruce Sheffer. 
saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.